Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said titled, Your Brain is an Asshole. (laughs) This is one of my very favorite topics, so we're going to dive right in. You should know this is a little longer than usual. I didn't want to break the material into two or three separate sections to confuse you later. You might even want to go analog and grab a pen and a piece of paper to jot some notes. You might want a beverage of some kind just to get your studenty bits activated. I have my coffee Uh, so that when I ask you questions and give you time to write, I have something to do so I don't go too fast and get too excited. Cool. So I'm Kristen Kelp at BrandCampBlog.com. Thanks for being here. If you're new here, we're just going to dive right in. Here we go. Like you, I get tons of emails every day. When I'm paying attention, those emails provide writing material like this from a once and future client. Quote, okay, I need to think on this and get back to you. My desire is an unstoppable force and my butt butt butts are an immovable object. We all face excuses in our lives, and we're all privy to our own inner dialogues that make those excuses seem 100% legit. Only most of the time, excuses are a bunch of horseshit. They're little lies our mind tells us to keep us stuck, scared, trapped, immobile, paralyzed, or comfortable. I'm not immune to a single one of these, so if it seems like I'm speaking from experience, it's because I am. I'm going to use a specific thing as the catalyst for all these excuses from your brain, since that's easier than coming up with 10 examples for each of the 10 excuses we're talking about. I'm going to use the catalyst of a new educational experience that triggers your brain's asshole tendencies. Okay, So there's this thing you really want to do. Your brain finds a new class or workshop or camp or event or retreat or intensive, and it goes bing, 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 like you're on a spaceship and you've just found your whole home planet. Your whole body lights up with yes, and the dashboard goes apeshit. Except you've learned to override those feelings, amazing though they are, because your brain is an asshole. Your brain is designed to keep you safe, which generally means staying in one place for as long as possible. Your brain is also designed to keep you stable, which means doing the same thing day after day because your brain loves predictability. From an evolutionary standpoint, that means you're going to be able to spot lions prowling the plane at further and further distances. That means you'll keep your place in the tribal standing without rocking the boat. That means you'll keep a nice, steady income for a job that you work for decades even though you hate it. 
Stability is important, don't get me wrong, and safety is a completely legitimate concern. Only your brain is also an asshole. It regularly overrides the callings of your heart because of its ancient instincts. So during this class, we're going to talk about some of the excuses your brain is throwing at you to keep you not only safe and stable, but possibly stagnant. Because stagnant water breeds bacteria, disease, mosquitoes, and stagnant mind waters breed feelings of shame, unworthiness, and generally every single emotion Brene Brown has ever studied, that's why we're dealing with it. We want to move you out of stagnation and into alternate ways of thinking about some things. Big excuse number one from your brain, the asshole. Business is slow. Maybe later. You know what you want to do next, and your brain immediately kicks this one up. Taking a business class or being held accountable for achieving goals could actually help you out when you're having a slump, but your brain is going to say maybe next month or maybe next year. If you've ever thought about doing dominatrixing with me, that's one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you're new to my world, nobody gets naked. I'll bet this is the first excuse to pop up. Maybe later. A new class could mean you try new stuff, kung fu the daily drudge work that you know has to be done to keep orders coming in, and you might even resume showering daily because you're feeling a little better about your life. Not that I know anything about that. But your brain is going to throw maybe later at you because it's a perfectly logical thing to say. We have all had diets that we're going to start tomorrow, and resolutions that we're going to start next week, and relationships that are going to be fixed next month. In other words, later. Only later isn't a definite time frame with an end date or a deadline, so it never comes. What have you been putting off until later? What are you currently pushing to, quote-unquote, later that needs to happen soon? And please, when I ask these questions, if I sound playful or teasing, it's because I've been here. I can't write this stuff without having first been through it. That's not the way of humanity. So if it seems like I'm making fun, I'm making fun of the fact that our brains are so predictable and they're assholes. I'm not making fun of you. I promise. Because once you figure out that your brain is asshole, you get to see things in a completely different way that's like, oh, shit, I've been falling for that all this time. So what have you been putting off until later? What are you currently pushing to later that needs to happen soon? And I don't need a list of 12 things if you're make, taking notes. There's one thing that's like, oh, you called me out. I need to do that. Write that down. Big excuse number two, I feel all alone and I don't know what to do. I am totally with you. I've been here. Just Google, I don't want you to know that. If you truly don't know what to do, if you're at your wit's end, it's time for a nap and a break. If you're at that point, your body is tired, let yourself be tired. I know you don't want to hear that, but again, as your brain being an asshole, you're not doing enough. You need to sleep less and do more. No, no, you need to sleep more. After finishing particularly brutal projects, I take a few days to unplug and drink tea and watch the crappiest TV possible and stretch and do yoga and read books. And then if I don't know what to do, I will sit with the I don't know what's next feeling. There is power in having not a clue about what to do and not fighting it. Let your brain stop trying to come up with solutions. Feel what you're feeling and give yourself a break. This is the least likely thing for you to do because your brain is going to fight that. Once you've had a rest, know this. 
the being in business and making stuff game isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easy to slip into feeling absolutely alone. Don't let yourself do that. Whether you have to make community, join community, or just plain buy into community by taking part in an event or a workshop or a class, do it. Much as you'd like to think you don't need other humans to function because Amazon now delivers everything to your house in under an hour, peers who are also friends are a vital part of enjoying any industry. My favorite moments are when I can stop taking money from clients and then they can become my friends because I've usually been waiting for quite a while for that to happen. <laughs> also, perhaps business is slow because you're at a loss. You're spinning your wheels, you don't know what to do next, so you avoid business tasks, that whole cloud of things altogether. Then business gets slower and slower and even slower because you're putting less and less effort into doing the work you're meant to do through your business. So ask yourself, would my business grow as a result of doing this thing that sings to my heart? Would being healthier, more productive, or more knowledgeable help to grow my business despite the short-term issues standing in my way? If the answer is yes, find a freaking way. And then do the worst thing you will ever have to do, ask for help. You're not alone, but you do have to ask for help from those nearest and dearest to you. It's your job to make sure you've got the support you need, so ask. Ask your mom to babysit the kids. Ask your significant other to vacuum because you're exhausted. Ask a friend to take the dog overnight so you don't have to pick up poop and take seven walks around the block in the next 24 hours. Ask a delivery man to bring you pizza. Also pay him. Pay these people as necessary, but ask. Learning to get the success you need the support you need is crucial to your success as a human and as an entrepreneur, and the sooner you do it, the better. Yes, you'll fall down. Yes, you'll try to do everything yourself. Yes, you'll absolutely loathe having to ask for help from that person, but you'll survive and you'll be better off for it. Big brain asshole excuse number three, I can't afford it. Whether you say you can or say you can't, you're Right. If you say you can't afford a $6 magazine, you can't. You're the boss of you. You can't afford it. You won't buy it. The end. It could be that you've been distracted and feel like you're spinning your wheels because way deep down, you're simply diverting all your energy toward not doing the thing you really want to do. And I can't afford it is a much easier excuse that no one will question. There's a much bigger question at play, though. First, will it move you toward the direction of the thing that you're trying to not divert all your energy away from because your heart's calling you, what Ella Luna would call your must? And further, is it just a purchase or is it an investment? That's the difference between getting a massage and taking a massage class, between buying ready-made solutions and learning how to create solutions yourself. Learning to do key bits of your business better, like managing your time, your money, and your marketing as part of steering your own entrepreneurial ship those are investments through and through. Likewise, committing to actually writing a book instead of boring all of your friends and family with your 18th outline or third year of research of the book is an investment in yourself and in calling yourself a writer. So if you want to join me in writing every day for 69 days, check out Calling to the Deep at brandcampblog.com deep. We start writing soon. 
but not all investments are created equal. So your brain is naturally gonna kick up excuse number four in the face of any significant investment, where significant is defined as costing any money at all, because that's your brain's threshold. But even then, sometimes people don't do the free stuff. Big excuse number four, that's too expensive. There are plenty of opportunities you might pass up because they seem to be expensive, only they're actually investments and the best investments double or triple or quintuple or sextuple or other words that are beyond that that I don't know in value over time. With simple math, we can see that if you're trying to make triple your money back and you invest two grand, you're likely to make back eh, somewhere between, you know, like four and six grand. But if you invest $39 in some ready-made solution or template that's not personal for you, you're likely to make nearly $120. We often make the mistake of seeing the investment in an experience as the risk, when the far greater risk is being stuck exactly where we are. As humans, we get so much life, aliveness, vitality, and soul juice from growth, from growing into who we are and the best expression of ourselves. But our brains keep us stuck because of things being too expensive for years, if not decades. Personally, one of the very best investments I've made in my business topped what seemed like a bajillion dollars at the time, $20,000. When I was teaching English in the inner city in Philly, that was close to the entirety of my salary. I still drive a car that's worth less than eight grand because I've been in seven car accidents, so I don't get attached. It was freaking scary to invest so much money into myself, but I made back five times my investment within three months and I grew like crazy. I understood so much more about my business, myself, other people, and my place in the world than I did when I started. And I learned so much about my own attitudes toward money that never could have happened if my brain had won out with logic. Logic says you only have $200 or $2,000 or $20,000 in the bank. No matter what that number is, before you get all bitter and say it must be nice, that number will never be enough to overcome the logical argument. You could have $2 million in the bank currently, but it will all be mentally dog-eared for something else. Logic says you really should be saving for your kid's education or your mortgage or your second mortgage or your new car or something nice and quote-unquote stable. Only here's the thing. Logic says I shouldn't be able to pitch books to people I admire and get ghostwriting gigs, or they shouldn't be able to convince anyone at all to help support Flying Kites Orphanage because the world has so many problems, who has time for the ones that I love, right? From a logical place, and you can ask my very frustrated accountant, Carl, about this, my business is fucked. Like, I make stuff up. Some of it works really well, some of it doesn't, and I keep going. Um, I defy logic and I enjoy doing so. And that's because my business is based in numbers, which Carl has to make work. But I'm not tied to doing things just to make the numbers work. My true currency isn't money, it's freedom. I'm interested in going where I feel led, where I feel called, where I feel all those cheesy words, and generally where I feel freest. For you, dear listener person friend, where are you most interested in going? To safety and security? To time away from your work? To a new job or a new business? to a place where people envy you and want to be you. Please don't go to that place, but it could be a place that you want to go. To time in the spotlight, to being on a stage, to being a writer who actually writes. Where are you most interested in going? Write it down, give it a word or two. Don't give it more than that, just a word or two. Will this thing you're considering help you get there?
Big excuse number five. My kids have to blank, so I can't. If not kids, try friend, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, sibling, partner, pet. Any other living creatures can go there. My kids have to blank, so I can't. My other people have to blank, so I can't. Sometimes your kids, friends, significant others, or relatives legitimately need you to stay home and feed them or cart them around or take them to birthday parties or generally be present. But sometimes other humans are the ultimate grand supreme excuse to not go the extra mile, to not ask for help, or to not really try doing the thing that you want to do. We all make excuses that can be blamed on other people. It's worth examining whether it's a legitimate stumbling block or just an excuse. So, is it really, truly impossible to do that thing you want to do? Or are you using someone else as an excuse? Because I love you by virtue of your being present with me now, but using your kids as an excuse, or other people as an excuse, is the worst. My grandparents are really big on the you'll live a better life than I will thing. So they scrimped and saved and then pap died. So grandma with her Alzheimer's has God knows how much money in the bank at present. She doesn't even remember my name, but she has so much money. They never bought new furniture. The same couch was in the house from 1959 till grandma got moved to the nursing home. They never went on vacation unless someone else paid for it. They never went out to eat because church socials are free to attend. It's a potluck. You just bring food, get food, hooray. They lived a meager life so their kids and their grandkids could do better. Only I would give anything to hear stories of their adventures and their living life to its absolute fullest instead of knowing they'd made some sort of trust fundy thing in my name because for that fund, they worked every day of their lives. Your current sacrifice is perfectly capable of hurting your children in ways you can't even imagine. Those things you do to stay stable and to keep your kids safe, also you keep you safe, and they can easily put a damper on the great adventure that is life on this planet. Please, please don't let your kids or your partners or your friends or your family members be your default excuse for not living or for being less alive. Big excuse number six from your asshole brain. I just can't stand so-and-so. This one is legit. If you send me a six-paragraph email about my use of the word douchebaggery in the snail mail I lovingly crafted for you, then you just need to go away. If you can't stand the person writing, hosting, holding, or organizing an event, don't go. No matter how much they seem to know or how much they seem to have the answers about your particular questions, do not buy their class, hold, go to their workshop, or attend their event. Just don't. For a while there, I kept trying to love this one guy who talks about psychology because he's clearly really smart and he's really doing some cutting-edge work, but I can't even watch his free videos for more than a couple of minutes. Let the people who push you away naturally push you away. If I don't naturally push you away, you can grab a free copy of my book that I love, Go Your Own Way, Free Yourself from Business as Usual, by popping over to brandcampblog.com and scrolling all the way down to join the Fuck Yeah Club. I'll send you the magical email download link, and uh, kaboom sauce. We'll make it work from there. Big brain asshole excuse number seven, it's too hard to get there. Doesn't matter if you are eyeing up 
a trip to Paris, like mullet, business workshop in the front, adventure in the back, or a dinner in the next town over with colleagues. Travel is a convenient excuse. You're not familiar with the train schedule. You hate going through airport security. You don't have a complete map of New York City laid out in your mind, so you can't know whether the taxi cab or Uber drivers are taking the shortest possible route. All true. And yet, there's power in saying you're going to go anyway. Yes, it's a long flight. Yes, there's a layover. Yes, you'll have to be away from your family for a few days. On the other side of that travel could be one of the best experiences of your whole life. But you've built a brick wall made of worry, and it's nothing more than flight time concerns and TSA pat-down fears. You owe yourself better than that. Also, I've been complimented on my getting patted down style. One of the last TSA workers to do it said I was really calm and thanked me for my energy as she conducted the search. If you want to go to Paris with me, you can email brandcamponline at gmail.com for the mullet details or head to brandcamp.blog.com slash M-U-L-L-E-T. That's mullet. Big excuse number eight, I'm thinking about it. No, you're not. You already know whether you want to do the thing, and you're not admitting it to yourself for one reason or another. If you say you're thinking about it, typically you're trying to talk yourself out of something you really, really, really want. I'm thinking about it has no timeline, but you feel like you're taking action when you say it to someone else. I'm thinking about it. You're, but you're, truly, what is it you're thinking about, but you've already decided on and need to say out loud? You can say it to me right now. Ready? Say yes. Say no. Tell the truth about what you want. Your brain is an asshole. Thinking about it wastes mental bandwidth on something that you already know the answer to. My future friend Rob Bell would call this circling the runway. Instead of making a definitive statement, telling the truth that we all know is the truth, your brain is just spinning around and around and around. Society says this is totally cool and often condones it. We never just tell people we don't want to come to their parties or mitzvahs or events or workshops. We say we're thinking about it to get out of an awkward moment. Only that's a lie. You're not thinking about it. You already know. What do you need to be honest with yourself about at this moment? Are you actually a writer or filmmaker or painter or sculptor or artist or business owner, even though claiming that title scares the shit out of you? Are you actually done with being a writer or filmmaker or painter or sculptor or artist or business owner, even though that scares the shit out of you even more? What do you need to be honest with yourself about at this moment? You're the moderator of those internal bits and pieces that can kind of shut things down really quickly and that can keep you from being honest with you. So watch where that's happening. Big brain excuse number nine, I'm not ready. So you get to watch when something screams yes at certain things and when it provides you with crazy dreams and it feeds you ideas for your business while you shower or drive or otherwise don't enjoy access to a piece of paper and a pen so you can record your own brilliance and then you try saying it to Siri and she just fucks it all up. Like all my notes from Siri just make absolutely no sense. It's like breadwind time dive. I don't know what that means. If those internal bits say that you want, they want to attend that event or conference or class or workshop or thingamabob or hickamajig, you are ready. 
You are. You can be scared. You can throw excuses out one through eight at yourself because, say it with me now, your brain is an asshole. But if your whole body is dying to participate in that one thing, whatever it is, then you're ready. Trust that you're ready. This happens all the time for me, and I've learned that if there's something calling me toward it, I'm ready. In practical terms, this means I got on a plane and got myself to California for a two-day workshop after having discovered a person three weeks beforehand in an Oprah magazine that made my eyes leak. I didn't feel ready, but I trusted the bits of me that made my eyes leak and my heart swell when I read articles. I was scared, but ready. In physical terms, I was at an aquatic park and meeting the stingrays when the keepers casually mentioned that we'd be snorkeling around the area. I am afraid of being too clumsy to snorkel, like breathe, kick, move your arms, breathe, kick, move your arms, breathe, kick, ah. I'm a little claustrophobic with things in my mouth and on my nose and generally trying to keep me breathing underwater. Never snorkeled before. My brain panicked. A partner and I had been talking all week about how I couldn't snorkel because I'm monumentally bad at all things ocean. We had been rescued by a lifeguard earlier in the week. But I'll be damned if I was going to let the nine-year-old kid on the other side of the pool show me up. So I snorkeled. On my way out, the trainer asked, did you see the shark? I did, in fact. I snorkeled with a shark, motherfuckers. My brain was just trying to keep me safe by saying I wasn't ready. And of course, was being an asshole, but I was ready, and I snorkeled with a shark. Big excuse number 10, I'm not worth it. I'm not blank enough. Where blank is cool, skinny, smart, worthy, rich, awesome enough. As humans with access to the internet, we are subject to all sorts of shit that is basically a highlight reel of humanity's awesomeness. The minute we compare, we conclude that we don't measure up. I'm not a supermodel. I don't have a million dollar clothing budget. I don't have those thighs or that heart or those legs or those dance skills or that perfect fucking kinfolk magazine vibe going on. The list goes on and on and on and on. And our brains, the assholes, tell us that we are not blank enough to participate in the, all of the epic grand adventureship that our heart desires. Only our brains are lying because they're assholes. If not you, who? If not now, when? By virtue of your humanity, you're worthy of pursuing your dreams for your own life and for your business. Big, small, tiny, grand, extraordinary, or practical, they're your dreams. Bring them to life. By virtue of your humanity, you're worthy of pursuing your dreams for your own life and for your business. Big, small, tiny, grand, extraordinary, or practical, they're your dreams. Bring them to life. So tell me, what is the dream that you want to bring to life? You can say it out loud in the room, in the car, in the space, exactly where you are. That went a little Dr. Soupson, I'm sorry, that wasn't written down. <laughs> Just say it out loud. What is the thing that you desperately want to do? Say it out loud. I can't like telepathically hear you or anything. <laughs> it's safe to say it. If one of the things you want to do is write the damn book already, but it terrifies the shit out of you, boom, brandcampblog.com slash deep. If one of the things you do want to do is travel and have fun and meet me and people like you and play and laugh and workshop and grow your business while also messing around in Paris, brandcampblog.com slash mullet. If one of the things you want to do is have me coach the shit out of you in dominatrixing, 
bang, go to brandcampblog.com and click on dominate, get dominatrixed. Okay. I really want to talk to you. Uh, if we're talking about what's keeping you stuck or what's holding you back, because it's easy to admit your dreams and then your brain is instantly going to flood you with all the excuses, plus the next 22 that I haven't even mentioned. So talk to me, brandcamponline at gmail.com. And also, holy shit, if you want to stop your friends from being really annoying with their excuses that they constantly have, and one of them are in here, um, share this with them, but then don't tell them about the part at the end where it's because you were annoyed by them. Just say it nicely and let them listen to this and see if it doesn't help. Okay. I'm going to see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to that's what she said. Remember your brain is an asshole and I am always available at brandcamponline at gmail.com. Bang. Thanks guys. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.